Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know what were they thinking? Backroom deals, huge amounts of money, CIA secrets, sets off a firestorm in Washington, affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It's our number two of the Greg Peterson experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. And we're going a lot of college basketball and a lot of football here on this show tonight. And we're going to be leading off here with segment number one with my DK Nation pick. In terms of college basketball, and then from there, going to give you guys a few other previews, and then for the rest of the hour, we're going to be giving you guys recap of everything that we saw in Week 9 of the NFL. Looking forward to Week 10 as David Baker, the 2020 Westgate Super Contest champion, he is going to be joining me, and then our number three, going to be much of the same, looking at the NFL, looking at college basketball. We've got a lot to recap, and a lot of money to be made by not repeating some of the same mistakes that we made on the NFL slate from this weekend. A lot of money to be made in terms of the college basketball slate with things getting heated up. So let's dive into it in a second because first things first, we've got to give a shout out to all the people behind the scenes that do absolutely amazing work. All of you guys watching on vsin.com, you see all the graphics and all the game boards and everything like that. It's our producer, Nick, that is in charge of that end. I have actually done a little bit in terms of some of the graphics. I don't think people realize how hard it is to find some of these games on there. Anyone that is trying to take a look at things in Las Vegas rotation order know just how big of a nightmare it is. Nick has to do that as well to find all these graphics, and he does an absolutely amazing job. So he deserves a extra special shout-out when it comes to dealing with 126 games. you got my producer, Jason. He keeps me in line. He... Make sure that all the guests are good to go. He books an absolutely incredible guest list night in and night 
played out. Big shout out to him, and I know that there's many people that you're not seeing the graphics, but you're rather listening on terrestrial radio via the iHeartRadio app. List goes on and on. The reason why you're getting such crisp and clean audio is because of our good friend Taylor. He does an amazing job setting me up night in and night out. These guys, they do amazing work. Brendan, I know from behind the scenes remotely, he does some great work as well. All these guys, they're the best in the business. So now it's time for me to live up to my billing because the team around me has put me in a great position. And we're going to be starting off with my DK Nation pick here. 661, 662 on the betting board. The Bobcats of Ohio hit the road to face off against Belmont. This is my DK Nation write-up. Belmont opened up as high as a seven-point favorite, which now is offline. Now we're seeing this more between five and five and a half, and the total on this game is anywhere between 144 and a half and 145 and a half, and I mean, I would rather have seven, but that said, I don't even think that you're going to need the points in this one. My DK Nation write-up is going to be on Ohio. I made Ohio a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this spot, so even though the line is moved, don't, don't worry. I still like this one. It is a case where I personally do for my write-ups typically just give out the spread. I can tell you right now, if you're looking to be able to make a little bit of money, if you're looking to have a little bit of fun, take a look at the money line. The reason why I do the spread is just because, well, money lines typically in college basketball do not come out until the AM. That is a little bit of a pro tip for you. Typically in college basketball, you are not going to see money line prices come out until... 6 a.m. Pacific time, or I should say 6 to, or more like 7 a.m. Eastern time, 4 to 5 a.m. Pacific time, somewhere in that neighborhood, but they're going to be up in the early morning, so you're not going to be able to find money lines overnight when I typically am doing these in terms of the live breakdowns, but that's it for Ohio. I'm just a little bit befuddled as a lack of respect for this. I mean, for one, Jeff Bowles is one of the most underrated coaches in all of college basketball. All the respect in the world for what he's done for an Ohio team that last season was able to win 25 games, and they did have to revamp the backcourt a little bit, and they've been able to do so very well. Jalen Hunter, he comes in from Old Dominion. 9.7 points, 4 assists, steal and after contest. Devin Baker, he comes in after he had three years at UNC Asheville where he averaged 15.9 points and a steal and after contest. These are good cogs for the backcourt. They need them because they do lose Mark Sears, but they also should be better on the glass as You've got Gabe Wisnitzer. He's a former top 150 recruit that was at Louisville. He's a six foot eleven gentleman that should be able to help out down low. And Dwight Wilson III is going to help out an Ohio team that ranked 210th in the country last season in terms of rebound rate. Dwight Wilson III, a little bit of an out of sight, out of mind guy. Two seasons ago, during the 2019-20 season, while he was at James Madison, in terms of rebounds on a permanent basis, he was in the top 10 in all of college basketball when the team made the NCAA tournament for the 2020-21 season. He was able to put in their 14.5 points, 7.5 boards before missing all of last season. So he's going to do a nice job. And while Ben Shepard is back in the fold, for a Belmont team that traditionally they're one of the more efficient offenses at all of college basketball, especially inside the Arc Shepherd. He shot 37% from three. He was able to pour in their 16 points per contest. He's really the only guy that returns an average more than five points per contest. Now they're relying upon someone like Keyshawn Davidson, who he was able to shoot 40% from three with about four assists per game at Tennessee Tech, but Tennessee Tech stunk on ice. They couldn't guard his soul. They were one of the lesser teams at all of college basketball. I've got my question marks there with someone like Jacoby Wood transferring out of the fold. That is tough for this team. Belmont is really going to hope that they have developed well because they are going to need a lot of these guys to step up. Nick Mazuzinski being out of the fold. It leads to Belmont not having a lot down low. I think that Ohio is going to be able to eat their lunch on the glass. I think that Ohio goes to Nashville, Tennessee. They win this game outright. So I like Ohio to be able to win this game outright. For the DK Nation write-up, it's going to be more or less taking the spread just because when this is published, it's a case in which there's going to be no money line available. But that said, 
looking to be able to add a little bit of money to the bankroll on a money line play. I do like Ohio. I like Ohio, whether that be spread or money line. That is going to be the basis of the write-up. And when it comes to total, I did set it at a 146.5 Belmont. Traditionally, very, very efficient on offense. Ohio, not a team that necessarily plays overly fast or overly slow. They're a mid-tempo team, and I think that they're going to be able to splash in some threes as well. So I do like this 144 to 145.5-ish over. I like it up to 146.5. And now we're going to go to a little bit further down the board, and we're going to be looking at a team that I'd like to cover as a favorite. 695, 696 on the betting board. The Wisconsin Badgers are going to be playing us to South Dakota, and Boy, do the folks of Wisconsin need something to cheer for after that Packers game as the Wisconsin Badgers are a 12-point favorite and the total on this game, you're going to be finding it at 140.5. For one, where the heck are we getting a 140.5 from? This is Wisconsin basketball, people. I mean, I recognize that Wisconsin wasn't the world's greatest defense last season, but, I mean, Johnny Davis is no longer back for this team, so this was way too high of a total, in my opinion. I said my total at 126, so... I think that this is about 14 points too high. I like this total under, but that said, with the Wisconsin Badgers, I actually like them to cover this game. I like them laying up to 15 points down. The one reason that you could possibly find for this total being so high, South Dakota was a top 60 team in terms of points scored on a per-possession basis, and they bring back A.J. Pleasewit. A.J. Pleasewit did not play last season, so he's an out-of-sight, out-of-mind guy, and I really like to attack these spots when it comes to the beginning part of the season because anyone that didn't play last season, there's a lot of people that are just completely forget about them and please wait when he was out there on the floor two seasons ago for South Dakota he was able to pour in their 17 and a half points per contest shot 40 percent from three right around four to five rebounds per game a steal per game you just don't know how he's going to be coming back off of injury they bring back Cruz Perry Hunt he was able to give the team 14 and a half points per contest and they bring in Paul Bruns who was playing at North Dakota he was their top scorer last season as well but I just don't think that they're going to be able to match up with Tyler Wall down low. Wall was able to give the team 11.5 points, six boards per contest. You've also got another Davis, the brother of Johnny Davis, who's going to be out there on the floor contributing for this backcourt as well. You did have Wisconsin lose a few guys, like a Matthew Moores that they were looking to develop as well, but I think that Chucky Eppern is really going to be able to take some strides forward this season. You saw him hit a few clutch shots, like the one that you saw against Purdue to be a game winner a few seasons ago. He was able to pour in there eight points per contest. Going to have the ball in his hands a whole heck of a lot more because you've got Mr. Davidson, who was in the fold. Brian Davidson, who played like 15 million billion years for Wisconsin. He is no longer going to be out there on the floor for this team, but that said, I do think that you've got solid value with the Wisconsin Badgers. I think that they're going to be able to get their slow, methodical pace. They do a good job of not turning the ball over. They were in the top five last season in terms of fewest turnovers on a per-possession basis, so I think that it's going to be a clean game. I like the under in the spot. I'm going to lay up to 15 when it comes to the Wisconsin Badgers as well. We've been hitting a lot on the normal games on the betting board. Let's go to the extra games, as I know that DraftKings has some of these as well, and some of the best value you're able to find is on some of these games, and I'm a little bit befuddled by this number. 306-517, 306-518. Iowa's going to be playing us Bethune-Cookman. Cookman is between a 25.5 and a 26.5-point underdog. Dolan's game is 150. Do not sleep on Bethune-Cookman. I think that this team has the goods to be able to win the swag because they bring in Zion Harmon. Zion Harmon last season was playing for Western Kentucky. Well, he really wasn't playing for Western Kentucky. He wasn't able to get out there on the floor, but that said, 
He was a top 100 recruit. He's got a lot of ability at the guard spot, and he is going to be able to get Mr. Frenchy, Joe French, available for some shots. French last season was able to pour in their 15.5 points per contest, shot 44% from three-point range. I think that this is going to be your classic run-it-and-gun-it sort of game. Bethune-Cookman was in the bottom 50 last season in terms of points scored on a per-possession basis. Not going to be the case this season. Reggie Theus, the former NBA guard, he's in number two in his season and his tenure with Bethune-Cookman, and He's got a lot of guys to be able to bring back with him. Someone like a Marcus Garrett, who was able to pour in their 13.5 points, 4.5 boards. He's going to be rock solid for this team. They also bring back one of the more underrated defensive players in all of college basketball, Damani McIntyre. He doesn't get a lot of love because he only averaged right around 5 points per contest, 2.3 steals per game. He's a very good plus defender. They're going up against an Iowa team that... I mean, Chris Murray, I think, is going to be very solid for this team. He's the brother of Keegan Murray, and last season for Chris... Just under 10 points per contest. Had some moments of brilliance. I remember there was a game against Purdue in which he put in there over 20 points per contest. And then on top of that, I think for Iowa, you're really forgetting that they do lose a guy in Josie Usad that he only averaged right around 4.5 points per contest but was a little bit of a heartbeat of the team, was able to dole out the ball. Very good plus defender. They're going to need Tony Perkins to really help out this team as Perkins only shot about 32% from three-part range but was a very solid player for this team. They're going to be relying upon McCaffrey squared, who it feels like is in like their 100th year of college basketball together to be the battering ram. We all know with Iowa that this is going to be a team that's going to be able to put the ball in the basket. Year in and year out, this is a team that's in the top 10. It turns points scored on a per-possession basis. Bethune-Cookman played a little bit slower last season, but I do think that that tempo is going to be going up a little bit more with Zion Harmon in the fold. And Iowa, just year in and year out there, one of the top teams to the over. When it comes to non-conference play, I think that they're setting too low of a total. I set my total at a 155. I'm going to go over. I feel like Iowa should be more around a 22 to a 22 and a half point favorite. So getting north of 25, give me the points with Bethune-Cookman for a SWAC conference that has a collective last season against the spread in non-conference games, 73-53 and a few pushes thrown in there. So they covered nearly 60% of their games out of conference. And coming up next, we are covered by David Baker, breaking down week nine of the NFL here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, 
You don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. All season long, Bet Rivers is your go to sports book for all football related content. Check out BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today for the latest odds, unique promotions, player props, and so much more. Every week, Bet Rivers has unique football specials to help you win big. You're on your favorite teams and your favorite players with Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. We're back here on the Great Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. Joined now by the 2020 Westgate Super Contest champion in one, Mr. David Baker, a guy that also is a tremendous professional poker player. And David, always appreciate your time every Sunday here on the show. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. Another exciting uh, Sunday of NFL football. So can't wait to dissect the games in the future for this these teams in this league. Absolutely. Let's let's get after it. We've got a lot to be able to break down. And David, I hate to be bringing this team up first, but I think that it is the team with the most going on right now. And that's the Green Bay Packers because I mean, how many times, I mean, I'm not even talking about this network, but you just turn on any TV, any radio that's talking about sports and they're thinking, oh, get right spot here for the Packers, get right spot here for the Packers. And I think at this point, we just need to be sold to the faith that this Green Bay Packers team is not very good. Not sure about you, but I feel like this one was the loss that stung the most with the three interceptions inside the 30-yard line. But this is a Packers team that's clearly broken and is one of the worst offenses in all of football at this point. Yeah, I mean, it seems like we uh, lead off the show every week with the Packers' disappointment. I mean, they've had one of the softest schedules in the NFL this year, and uh, I think they've lost five games in a row. Yep. Um, with the exception of the Bills game, I mean, all five of those, all the other four of those games, they were favored um, or significantly favored. So, um, yeah, I think we can just go ahead and uh, put a pin in this season for the Packers. I think they're pretty much done. Uh, three and six. I don't really think they can recover. Um, I haven't looked at the schedule, but at this point, does it really matter? I mean, when you can't beat the Lions, um, you can't beat the Giants, you can't beat the Jets, you can't beat the Redskins. Like, I mean, um, I don't really know what else to say about this Packers team. It's a quarterback and a star-driven league, and a coach. it's a quarterback and coach-driven league. And um, I don't know how much we can just continue to deflect the blame off of Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur. I mean, the fact of the matter is other teams have lost key players. Other teams have lost wide receivers and they've continued to find ways to score and be competitive. And yet this team just can't do it. So, um, 
you know, next week they've got the Cowboys. The schedule's on the screen. You've got the Cowboys, the Titans, the Eagles at the Bears. I mean, that's those next four games. I think they would be lucky and grateful to come out two and two. And if you come out two and two, now you're five and eight. Uh, it doesn't really seem like there's a whole lot of hope um, for them at this point. They're just hoping that they can kind of sneak into a wild card spot, which I guess the NFC is kind of weak. So, I mean, if they could find a way to get to nine and eight, then there's a chance that they could steal that last spot. But I don't really see anything getting better for this team. Aaron Rodgers um, needs to shoulder the blame. He's not playing good enough. And uh, Matt LaFleur is not coaching well enough. Yep, and you mentioned the fact that this division is done, and I totally agree with you there because they have to chase down the Minnesota Vikings are now 7-1. and one. I think we both agree this probably isn't the same caliber of a 7-1 and one as, say, a Chiefs team with two losses, as, say, a Bills team with two losses, but I mean, this is a bunch that they just keep going out there. They keep winning these one-possession games, and for the Minnesota Vikings, do I think that they're going to be a team that's going to be going to the Super Bowl or anything like that? No, but week in and week out, they just continue to show something, and Kirk Cousins has been very good at the end of games. Yeah, people the people just want to write off this Vikings team. They're a fraud. They're, they're a fraud. They're overrated or whatever, but uh, as far as I'm concerned, they're pretty good. I mean, in a NFL without many great teams and with actually not even that many very good teams, this team continues to win. And they have four legitimate weapons on offense now with Jefferson, Hawkinson, Dalvin Cook, and, and Thielen. Um, the defense is decent. The coaching staff is is learning this team, and they're getting better. Um, they're making plays at the end of games to win games. And look, last year, this Vikings team, everybody was like, well, if they could just find a way, a way to win these close games, they could – you know, they could contend, they have the talent, and now people are like, oh, well, they are only have this record because they can win close games. And it's like you can't punish them for not winning close games and then try to dock them because their games are close now. <coughs> yep, I'm right there with you because with the Minnesota Vikings, they've been able to do a good job of just getting the job done time and time again. It hasn't been sexy. And as a matter of fact, I don't think that they've won a game aside from Against, ironically enough, the Green Bay Packers of Week 1, that has been more than an eight-point eight differential. But you know what? They get the job done time and time again. And as I take a look at it right now in the NFC, I think that outside of those two teams in the NFC East, they might be the best team in there just because I take a look around the entirety of the division and there's a bunch of mediocrity because I'm sure that you, much like me, was hoping for a little bit more of a rambunctious afternoon slate. Only two games, which... The uh, schedule makers, you got to figure they were banking on Rams versus Buccaneers coming into the season to be just some sort of a barn burner of a game, and it was anything but. The Buccaneers, they got it done by a count of 16 to 13, but I look at the Rams and I look at the Buccaneers, and certainly I think that the Buccaneers have a solid shot to be able to get to the postseason just because of their division, but I don't think either of these teams are going to be making noise when it comes to the postseason just because those NFC East teams, it just feels like our head and shoulders above teams like the Rams and the Bucks. Well, the Rams, we, I mean, we can start with the Rams. I think the Rams are done. I think they're cooked. I don't really... Um, you know, if, if there's a price out there on teams to make playoffs, not make playoffs at this stage, um, if you can find the Rams to not make the playoffs and it's, I mean, I don't know what even that price would be, but if you're, if you don't have to lay more than two to one, I would probably take that. I don't think the Rams, the Rams don't have what it takes this year. Matt Stafford is, 
you know, in a league of, of name quarterbacks that aren't performing, uh, he kind of seems to just get a pass because maybe his name's not as big as Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Um, but Stafford has been worse than, than all of them. And that offensive line is putrid and there's no help on the way. And this team, this team's not going to win. I mean, they cannot run the ball. They cannot protect Stafford and they don't have any weapons outside of cup. And you can just ride that one trick pony just so long. And um, I'm officially done with the Rams. Um, You know, they do have the Cardinals next week, which is another team that I might be done with too. So I I mean, I'm not saying that I'm not going to like the Rams on an individual week here and there, but for the most part, I'm going to be looking for spots to fade them. Um, As for the Bucks, I don't, really know whether this is just a bad team or if this is just a team performing poorly. Um, I want to think that this team still has talent. Um, We see glimpses out of Brady, um, but it's definitely not the same Brady that we've seen in years past. But the NFC South is so wide open. And I mean, basically it's going to come down to, in my opinion, that Buck Saints game in a couple of weeks. Um, but they have home field advantage for that game. But if the Saints can pull out tomorrow, um, you know, that puts them tied with the Bucks, And and I think the Saints can make a run at this. But ultimately, the Bucks I think, have more talent than everybody else. So, you know, this was a very important win for them just to once – they, once they perch themselves on the top of that division, it's going to be tough to catch them because I, I think they're probably only going to get better. But – they continue to disappoint too. They look terrible today. Um, I think Todd Bowles has really been awful coaching, and Leftwich has been pretty bad at calling plays this year. It's just run up the middle, run up the middle. They have no blocking. There's no adventuresome in the run game, and then just drop Brady back and throw it at people's feet and, and hope they can catch it. So I'm not really sure what's going on with this Bucks team, but I'm a little higher on them than the Rams moving forward. Yeah, I think the the Bucks have been one of the biggest disappointments in all of football, along with the Green Bay Packers. And speaking of teams that have been disappointments, the Arizona Cardinals, they lose once again, as I think that we both agree the Seattle Seahawks have been able to do a solid job. But for the Cardinals, it just feels like every single time, it feels like they take a step forward, they take two steps back, and just another cataclysmically bad day for them as that Kyler Murray fumble at the end of the first half, I really feel costed this team. Yeah, um, this is a team that might just want to start over. I mean, they might just need to eat it, uh, the the contract with Cliff. I don't necessarily think Cliff's a terrible coach, um, and I don't think Kyler's a terrible quarterback, but together, they're not very good. It's not a very good team. I, I, I think... I think there just needs to be a separation there that this team is not going anywhere as is they continue to make boneheaded plays on offense. Um, Yeah. And Seattle just Seattle continues to outperform. I mean, we've been on the Seahawks every week. I I think, I mean, I don't know if you did, but I jumped off of this week. I thought this was a really good spot for the Cardinals, but um, the Hawks are just for real. The Hawks might be for real. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be an interesting game in Munich versus the Bucks. One team that has all the talent and can't perform with another team that has mediocre talent is finding ways to win. 
I laugh because I was on the Cardinals as well. And coming up next, we've talked about some of the bad with David Baker. Let's take a look at some of the good surprises for Sunday here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Get everything that VSIN has to offer for the rest of the football season for just $99. Get VSIN Pro Access all the way through the Super Bowl, plus our exclusive guides. The College Basketball Guide is coming out on Thursday. College Bowl Guide and the Super Bowl Betting Guides are going to be coming out soon as well. Give yourself an edge. Visit vsin.com slash subscribe to get your $99 mid-season special today. That is vsin.com slash subscribe. We're back here on the Great Peterson Experience on vsin, the Sports Betting Network, being rejoined by 2020 Westgate Super Contest champion David Baker. Also does a great job as a professional poker player as well. And David, it felt like in segment number one, it was sort of like the airing of grievances with a lot of teams that they didn't perform so well. So how about if we give a little bit of credit where credit is due here with this first team and a Bengals bunch that they did not look good on Monday Night Football. It was looking like, man, why did we buy into the Cincinnati Bengals? They come back and they absolutely curb stomp the Carolina Panthers here on Sunday. Now, Panthers certainly one of the lesser teams in the NFL, but if we're going to criticize all these teams that they don't do a good job of running the ball, if we're going to criticize a lot of these teams that they don't beat the teams that they're supposed to beat, I think the Bengals deserve a little bit of credit for the way that they had to go on a short week and just completely throttle the Panthers on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I know um, you guys do a uh, tip of the hour or something, a pro tip, um, and I give a pro tip right here, and I didn't listen to it this week. It's don't overreact too much to one week. And, um, you know, after last week's performance with the Bengals and the Panthers really being able to move the ball and look really good versus the Falcons, I overreacted in this game. And I, I was like, well, maybe the Panthers are better than we thought when I thought they were a bottom three football team. And I thought maybe the Bengals were a top five, top six team. Well, maybe they weren't that team, I thought, after last week. And so I went ahead and, and took the points with the Panthers. And, I mean, this was a game. I even forgot this game was on because I turned it off so early. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's that's something to consider when you're looking at, at these games from week to week is don't, don't completely blow your um, biases out the window in one week. Um, the Bengals looked real. They looked for real. I mean, this is a team that I really think can be a top six, seven, eight team in the league and uh, be in contention for the Super Bowl again. And this Panthers team is a team that uh, I think is really contending for uh, worst record in the NFL. So uh, if you took a, you know, if you zoom out from just last week and you looked at these teams as a whole, I don't think this result is that surprising, but I was kind of surprised. And I think all the sharps were on the Panthers as well. So um, yeah, uh, Bengals took care of business, so I'm good for them. Yep, and it's not very often that you see a starting quarterback like P.J. Walker have more pass attempts than he has passing yards. He threw the ball 10 times. He had two interceptions, and he had nine yards. So that wasn't too terrific, and I do think that the loss of the Browns, the Browns are a little bit better than their record indicates as well. They are on by, so we shall see there. And I do think that the entirety of the AFC North is interesting because I feel like we can pencil into dead last 
the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's not been a good year for them, but let's dive into a little bit of Monday Night Football here with the Ravens and the Saints. I know that you hit upon the Saints a little bit earlier, but I think that this is a very intriguing game, a one that's going to be meaningful for both with the Ravens being a one and a half point favorite. And I just keep going back to the Ravens. And I still think that they have the potential to be a top five team when it's all said and done. Lamar Jackson is one of the best quarterbacks that we've got in the NFL, such a dual force. And for the Saints, could this be a little bit of a build some momentum sort of spot? Yes, because they are coming off of a win. But I just think that with the Saints, with all the injuries, it's really taking a toll on them. Yeah, I kind of look at this game differently. I think that the injuries really are going to take a toll on the Ravens. I mean, you this you need playmakers in this league, and no Mark Andrews, um, no Dobbins, no Gus Edwards, no Rashard Bateman. Um, you know, you can just continue to to run practice practice team skill positions out players out there for so long before it's going to bite you. And um, the Saints team, it's it's a tough team. They may they may have injuries, but they just find ways to use the pieces they have. Um, they still have Kamara, they still have Olave. Um, I like Johnson as a tight end. Um, you know, these receivers aren't great, these other receivers, but they can get a key catch every now and again, and they know how to use Taysom Hill. Um, it's not pretty what the Saints do sometimes, but I think they have enough to get by the Ravens here. It's a tough home. It's a it's a tough a place to play, and Lamar Jackson's great, but I mean, it's just Lamar at this point. Um, Kenyon Drake is he's serviceable, but I mean, there's a reason this guy's been on about five different teams in the last three years, and your number one receiver is Duvernay and Isaiah Likely. He's a nice little piece, but I mean. These are their weapons, Porsche. I don't know. I, I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing the Ravens. I think the Bengals are the best team in this division. Um, if the Ravens can't get healthy, uh, I think they're really going to have a tough time uh, mounting up the wins that they're going to need to win this division. And what I think is really interesting about this matchup as well is that coming into the year, I thought that the Ravens and the Saints were going to be really good on defense. Both of these defenses have been absolutely terrible. So, that is a interesting factor to take a look at in this game as well. And I do think that whatever defense is able to do what it's supposed to do, probably going to be able to win this game. So we shall see on that one. And staying out there in the AFC, I know that there has been a lot of discussion as to what team is behind the, or what team is number three behind the Bills and also the Kansas City Chiefs. And I think the Miami Dolphins are starting to make a little bit of a statement towards it. You would have liked to see a little bit more of a convincing win if you were especially on the Dolphins laying the points. But that said, was once again very impressed by two of three touchdowns, zero interceptions, three and plus yard game. And when it comes to Miami Dolphins, I think that this is a bunch that I'm starting to really warm up on more and more because it wasn't a sexy win in this one, but you could tell that Jeff Wilson, he was able to make a nice difference and, and it's going to be key for the Dolphins moving forward. Well, the Dolphins are always going to have a chance to win because offensively, they're really good. Um, defensively, they're pretty poor, um, but they should be getting some of their guys back soon. So, And then um, they made the big trade this, this week for Chubb. So defensively, maybe they can improve. Um, look, Justin Fields has shown a lot of progress the last few weeks, and he's turned from what I think everybody was kind of considering a bust, and maybe he's not going to make it to 
a quarterback that people can get excited about. But at the end of the day, the Dolphins still gave up 178 yards rushing to the quarterback, four TDs to Justin Fields. I mean, they gave up 32 points to the Bears, who are probably a bottom five, six, seven offense. Um, so, yeah, the defense is a little concerning. I think there's real separation between the Bills and the Chiefs at this point, despite both of them having big scares. Um, when the Bengals get back chase, if they can figure out this offensive line, I think they can contend. Um, the Ravens, you know, like we've talked about, I mean, when they get Andrews back, um, it really would be nice if they could. I mean, I don't know if uh, if uh, Odell would consider going to the Ravens, but um, he could make a difference there. Uh, they do need a skill. They do need a, a wide receiver. I mean, it is in the NFL. You can you can run and do a lot on the ground these days, but you still have to be able to throw the football. And I'm not sure the Ravens can get over that. Um, the Chargers showed me a little something today, but they have to get healthy. Their receiving core needs to get healthy. Um, I think we can cross off cross off everybody else really in the in the AFC. It's there's only about five teams in the AFC that can even contend at this point it's probably not more than 10 teams in the whole nfl that have a chance to win at this point oh i agree and i don't think that this is a team that we should be considering a top three team but the jets knocked off the bills today and i mean the jets are right now six and three i don't really know how they're six and three actually i do know how the defense has been incredible for this team they've been able to do a good job of getting to the passer Josh Allen, he was under duress, and I think that that's one big weakness when it comes to the Bills, and I'm sort of considering putting the Eagles in front of them because with the Bills, they could not run the ball with Singletary and company. Meanwhile, for the Jets, they did a great job of taking away the pass, and the Bills really had no option number two. Yeah, Gabe Davis was kind of non-existent in this football game. Josh Allen uh, didn't really play very well. I mean, look, in the NFL, uh, if you can run the football and you can play good defense and you coach well and you don't make mistakes, you have a chance to win every week. And the Jets and the Titans made made that point um, today. Um, I don't really take the Jets seriously because their quarterback play is really, really poor. Um, They're going to have a tough time. You know, I mean, yeah, they can win these 20 to 17 games, but it's tough. It's tough in the NFL if you have a subpar quarterback to contend. Yep, I do agree with you there, but certainly has been interesting to take a look at the Jets, a team that I feel like has been one of the most pleasant surprises in the NFL, and it's been surprising what we've seen in the NFL thus far this season. So we've got to put the Week 9 results that we've seen in the rearview mirror and utilize them to be able to take a look forward to Week 10. We're going to be taking a look at some of the Week 10 games coming up next with David Baker right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. 
Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Fall sports are in full swing, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you are a football, hockey, basketball, or baseball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join us every week for new promotions like the Tuesday Hockey First Goal Scorer Insurance Friday Night College Football Bet Plus Kit and Sunday Football Parlay Insurance. Head on over to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app today as it is a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, being rejoined by David Baker who does tremendous work as a professional poker player and is a man that won the 2020 Westgate Super Contest. And David, we were taking a look at some of these games while we were at break, but this is one that's really catching my attention. We really didn't break down Sunday Night Football, but even with Malik Willis taking those sacks, I was actually relatively impressed by the Tennessee Titans defense, and now the Titans are finding themselves at home a two-point favorite in Week 10 against a Denver Broncos team, which they traded away Bradley Chubb. I recognize that they went to London and they were able to get the job done in that game, but I take a look at this Denver Broncos team and them getting less than a field goal here just not enough for me yeah I, I somehow missed that when i was perusing the uh the games i mean you're you're looking at two completely different teams as far as i'm concerned one team in the titans that loves its coach uh playing hard getting the most out of their just raw ability as football players um versus a team in the broncos that really tries to do as little as possible to uh to maximize their talent a uh, team that I don't even feel likes their coach. They don't like their quarterback. 
uh, I'm kind of out on the Broncos. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I, I mean, I like your thought here. I'm, I'm, I'm leaning, I, my early lean would be Titans. Um, I don't totally respect this Titans team as being like a real contender, but at the end of the day, I, I'm, I'm going against a team that I absolutely have zero respect for um, moving forward, and that's the Broncos. So I'll probably lean towards the Titans as an early lean. Yeah, Ben, I mean, with the way that Derrick Henry has been running the ball as well, that has been impressive. Even if you've got Malik Willis back out there under center, he went 5 of 15, and they nearly knocked off the Kansas City Chiefs outright. So I think that that speaks volumes as to the way that they are getting things going. We were having a tough time making a lot out of this. If you had told me coming into the year that on as neutral of a neutral field as it gets, as this is going to be the London game, that the Buccaneers and the Seahawks would be in a relatively pick game, I think that we would have both been like, what the heck is going on here? What new dimension have I been added into? And right now that's exactly what we've got. The Buccaneers are between a pick and a one-point favorite, and the total is 44 and a half. And I think this is the right line. And if I had to take it, I'd be taking a look at the Seattle Seahawks. I recognize that Tom Brady is Tom Brady, and he has only one interception this year on nearly 400 pass attempts, but... This Buccaneers team is as predictable as predictable gets in terms of the way that they dial up the plays, and I've been impressed every step of the way by what Geno Smith and company has been able to do. Yeah, here's a, I mean, this is a classic conflict of um, measuring our priors versus what our eyes have shown us over the last uh, seven, eight weeks. And our priors tell us that the Bucks were... Um, you know, their win total was 10 and a half or 11 and the Seahawks win total was five. And so this line figured before the season to probably be a seven to 10 point line. And now we're looking at, um, at a pick them. And, you know, we want to think that the Bucks have all this talent, but I mean, let's just break down the obvious spots quarterback. I think Gino's playing better than Brady running back. Kenneth Walker is definitely better than everything that, that the Bucks are putting out there. Wide receivers, I'll take DK and, and Lockett over uh, Evans and Godwin right now. Offensive line seems to be blocking a little bit better for Geno. And defensively, um, I don't know. I mean, the Bucks looked okay today defensively, but that Rams team is just so bad, it's hard for me to really get too excited. The, the Seattle defense has been Pretty good. And honestly, I think Todd Bowles is pretty outmatched as a coach. I think he's been terrible. I've never been a big Pete Carroll fan, but maybe it wasn't Pete Carroll this whole time. Maybe he just didn't have confidence in his quarterback. I mean, uh, we're seeing the play the play sheet opened up um, for Geno, and I like what he's doing. And, yeah, it's um, my early lean is Seattle here as well. But, um, ooh, it's tough to get over those priors. Um, but, yeah, my early lean is Seattle as well as yours. And typically when quarterbacks age, they age quickly. And I think we might be seeing a little bit of that too. And when it comes to this game, I had to double check just to make sure that we didn't see some sort of a completely cataclysmic injury. But right now at some spots where I sit here at Circa is one of them, the San Francisco Giants are a full touchdown favorite over the LA Chargers. It's been a little bit of a disappointing year for the LA Chargers. I expected more out of them. This just feels like blatant disrespect, though, to Justin Herbert and company. I feel like we're sort of on the same page with this one, but if they're going to be giving us here a Chargers seven-point line when it comes to contests and everything like this, this is going to make my card very easily. 
Yeah, I I mean, the Niners are one of those six or seven teams that I actually think are really good. Um, but I don't think the Chargers are bad. And I'm going to reserve my seven point, lay my seven points when I know a team is clearly really good versus a team that I think is really poor. Um, we're seeing continually, you know, average teams contend with other average teams when they're getting seven and uh here's the spot where i trust the quarterback um i'm gonna assume that keenan's gonna be back for this one but who knows that guy can't stay on the field but look herbert's good enough with with any weapons to to contend i do worry about the chargers run defense and dealing with christian mccaffrey and debo um but yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if the Chargers could go toe to toe with this team. So yeah, I'll definitely be leaning uh, towards getting the points in this one. Yep, and I think that that is very, very justified to be concerned about Keenan Allen staying out there on the field. And let's call it what it is, justified to be nervous if Christian McCaffrey can finish a game or not because he always seems to get a little bit dinged up as well. And you just mentioned it. And I think that is so true. The seven point lines are greater. It should be for a team that's really, really good versus a team that's really bad. And I don't see where this north of seven-point line is coming from. Vikings versus the Buffalo Bills. The Vikings actually have a better record right now, which I would not power rank the Vikings ahead of the Buffalo Bills by any stretch of the imagination, but the Minnesota Vikings going on the road, getting as high as 8.5 in some spots. I'm seeing mostly 7 ass, but I'm seeing as high as an 8.5 out there. This just feels like a line that's a little bit too demonstrative. I mentioned it with the Buffalo Bills. I think that they need to trust in their halfbacks a little bit more. And for the Vikings, they play solid defense. They've got a quarterback in Kirk Cousins that he hasn't played well in prime time. So good news is this is not a prime time game. So you're able to feel very good about that. And Vikings in general do a great job of running the ball. Yeah, I think I think every team's really goes into Buffalo getting six points outside of the Chiefs and maybe the Eagles if they were to play. But I think I think you're basically starting every line around five or six. It's just Buffalo's just really good and at home. Um, I don't need the Vikings to win to prove anything to me, but I do need to see them competitive uh, versus a team better than them. Uh, they've managed to win the games they're supposed to win. Um, the one game that they were not supposed to win was the Eagles, and they didn't put up a fight here. I do think the Vikings can put up a fight versus the Bills, though. I want to see this game. I want to see this game 27-24, 31-27. I want to see the Vikings in it to the end. And if they win, great. If they don't win, that's fine as well. They, they don't necessarily need the win, but they, they do have four tough games coming up and they do need to find a way to go two and two, I think, in those games just to make sure that they can solidify that two seed. Um, so this is kind of a free roll spot, I think. Um, but I would like to see them look good for here versus the Bills. Um, but it's an out-of-conference game and uh, a tough game. So if they don't come through here, it wouldn't surprise me that much. But I am going to I am going to take the points because I do like this, this Vikings team. So um, I think they'll keep it close. Yep, I agree with you. And very crazy that we just said that the Vikings could really use a win to be able to get the two-seed in the NFC, which that's just the sort of year that we're having right now, David. And you've been with me every single week on the craziness. You do a great job of just being able to evaluate the game of football. And I do always appreciate the time, David. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks. I appreciate uh, being here and I'll be back next Sunday and we'll break it down again. 
Absolutely. David Baker, one of the best in the business. He is the 2020 Westgate Super Contest champion, and you guys probably know him from a little bit of a different craft as he is a professional poker player as well. And David actually gave you his pro tip in the last segment, and we're going to be rolling with it. VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all of these. We give one out every single hour of our live programming. You're able to sort them by show and by sport, and I think that it's a simple one, but it's something that is very important. Don't overreact to just one week. We saw quite a few people do that in terms of the Cincinnati Bengals, and they came back, and they were just able to completely wallop over the Carolina Panthers. I think that's fair to react after five weeks with a team like Oh, say the Green Bay Packers, for instance, as I continue to dump on them in the show. But that said, don't overreact to just one game or just one week. And coming up next, don't you can react to this because we've got college basketball action back on Monday, giving you guys some picks and breakdowns on that board next here on VEASAN, Esports Bank Network. Don't start betting the NBA this season without the VEASAN NBA betting guide. Our experts provide profiles and season win total projections for all 30 NBA teams. They also give their best bets for the NBA awards markets to help you find value across, to help you find value across, to help you find value across, to help you find... Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.